This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with a preschooler and a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two kids under six, and a baby on the way. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, I want candy. Plus, Biz is living in a barn, Teresa is still pregnant, and we talk to the host of Spilled Milk, a comedy podcast about food. Woo! <laughs> so, so, Teresa, yes. you're still pregnant. I'm totally still pregnant. <laughs> Not for long. Not for long. How far along are you? I'm 36 weeks. So you got a papaya in there or a coconut? It's a chihuahua. Is it a chihuahua? Yeah. It's a <laughs> chihuahua. So, do you have a, a dog-related uh, pregnancy <laughs> guide that compares your, your... It does, like, small animals. Like, which <laughs> small animal? Today you are a woodland hamster. Yeah, it's like that. It's, like, it's usually something really obscure, so it's, like, meaningless. It's, like, not an animal. I'm, like, right. familiar with the, what size it actually is. But the chihuahua one, I was like, I know what a chihuahua is well, like. Right, but, like, to me... My, like, uh, assumed thoughts of chihuahua behavior is yeah. like, not necessarily what I would want to associiate with what's happening inside my stomach yeah. right now. <laughs> I know. I know. But it's so, it's so, I don't know. I just loved it. I thought oh, it was great. great. No, it made me really sweet. happy. How are you? Um, I'm okay. I'm like, uh, it's, the, it's the ups and downs. Yeah. It's um, emotionally good, but uh, physically just, like, have my moments where I just don't feel like I can do normal things. Yeah. Like, be a human. Um, it's a huge expectation. It is. It's it a is, lot to ask. 100% serious. I don't say that with any sarcasm. I just am like, yeah, it's a, it's a lot. So, um, but everything's fine. Something did happen the other day, which was that... Um, so I, I mentioned last week that I've been nesting, and that is still true. Um, although there have been, like, a few days where I just, like, physically wasn't up to yeah. doing anything. But I have gotten some things done around the house, and one of, one of the things I did was the task that I was planning to do the day I went into labor with Oscar. Oh, God. Why would you... So no, this is what happened. So I have like a I have like a dresser in my room yeah. where I keep my clothes, and the top part of the dresser um, doesn't have drawers. It has like sliding doors. Okay. And um, ever since we moved into this house, I've just been shoving shit in there yeah. every single day. Just that I yeah. stuff that I don't know have a place for, don't want to look at, or stuff that I need but right. don't need all the time. Right. And so it's jam full of stuff. stuff. My stuff, the kids' stuff, important stuff, less important stuff. <laughs> um, and the day I went into labor with Oscar, it was on my list of things to do. Oscar oh. came 10 days early. Oh, that's One right. of the things I was going to do that day was clear out that oh area. Yeah. And lo and behold, I didn't do that that day because I was in labor and had a baby. And then sure. I was too busy. Right. And then it was like the window closed. Like yeah. I just never did it. Like it just kept getting more and more unusable because right. I would just shove more things in there and just it just got worse and worse and worse. And it was that thing that I just yeah. was never dealing with. So the other day I went. And I did it. Oh. I cleared it out. And it was not that big of a deal. It probably took me an hour total. You know what I mean? It was right. like totally not a thing. But like, I feel like if I wasn't having another baby, only God knows right. 
if I would have ever cleared it out. Because this time I was like, this needs to happen. And I'm not going to do it 10 days before the baby's due. I'm going to do it a month before the baby's due. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But so that that was an amazing feeling. Hey, good job. Yes. Very good job. How are you? I'm good. I'm, I don't know, same old, same old. I'm going to report in on the livestock situation in our house. As many of you know, uh, Ellis uh, likes to be other things in a really committed way. Uh Clearly, it's something that runs in my family, given Katie Bell and the Ladybug. But the Ladybug was pretty much all Katie Bell ever did. Yeah. Ellis, uh, we know he's been an ant. Right. Very committed to ants. He has been a bird. He has been uh, recently when Stefan was gone, he was a piggy, and the mm-hmm. piggy was really difficult. I don't can't remember if I talked about this on the show, but the piggy was really hard because piggy could only like crawl, and he's oh, not fast yeah, at yeah. crawling. And so, like any time I had to go from room to room or out of the house, I had to remember to pick up this twenty-something pound pig. Yeah, and say, "Piggy, oh, oh, nuff, nuff." And I was like, ah, piggies can walk on their hind legs. And yeah. they he just would not buy into that. Mm. So that was always like really as like an added level when Stefan was gone. And then, uh, but now he is a chicken. And <laughs> cluck, 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 cluck. And so like, I know he's not a chicken all day at school. Right. But like when I go to pick him up on the days that he's in like the school, uh-huh. as soon as I walk in the door, he jumps up and goes, cluck, cluck. And like I have to, I have to talk like a chicken too. Wow! And uh, but the good news about the I, chicken, wait, hold on. I have to talk like a chicken he's too. He's like, you're a chicken. How does a chicken talk? Hi, come on, little chicken. I'm the mama chicken. Let's go. Cluck, 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 cluck. cluck. Right. Okay. So, <laughs> thank you. Go on. I make life harder than it has to be. Da 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 da. Anyway, so uh, so. The chicken is an improvement because, A, chickens seem to be able to talk clearer than the pigs and the ants Mm because those are all like little mumblers. Uh, And chickens fly, so they're on their legs Uh walking around. So chickens can move a lot faster from room to room. So I feel like the evolution of the animals in the house has really gone up a level. That's great. And it's it's a real gift. I'm so happy for you. Thank you for that gift, Ellis. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, that's it. Speaking of gifts, um, or a gift that many people like, particularly children, today we're going to talk about candy. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. Do you like candy? Yes. Do you? Do you have a sweet tooth? Do you like candy? Totally. Yeah? Always have. Yeah? What's your favorite candy? I don't even have a favorite candy because I love candy so much. <laughs> I have a lot of favorite candies yeah. and I go through phases. I like gummy candies. Okay. And I like uh, like candy bars. Like, okay. Ch- like, you know, Twix or whatever. Yes. I love Butterfinger. I love Reese's Pieces. Oh, I love fan. M&M's. Mm. The only kind of candy I'm not, like, super into is just, like, hard candy. Yeah. Like, I'm not that into, like, a lollipop. Right. Or, like, or like a, a peppermint. 
I like peppermints. <laughs> what, like a bowl? If there was like a bowl of hard candies on the tray? Yeah, I probably like, wouldn't pick you one. You wouldn't be like, yeah, oh, like those, but like Werther's or like yeah. butterscotch candy. Yeah, I just, I would, I could take those or leave those. Did you have a favorite candy as a kid? Do you, do you have a memory of a, spe- do you have a specific candy memory as a kid? Again, I was all over the map. All, Love yeah, the candy. The but like, I, because I remember like, a big activity growing up, and I think I've talked about yeah. this before on the show, was like walk to the store and buy some candy. Yeah. Like mom or dad would like give us a dollar and right. we'd walk to the store and pick something That's out. That's right. And I think for a while I went through a long lemon heads phase. Mm. I was really into lemon heads. I was also really into Mamba. Yeah. Starburst was always a yeah. favorite. Um, but yeah, I mean, really, like, I just love candy. Yeah. Candy is so good. I, as a child, remember very specifically going, you know, into the gas station or the quickie yeah. mart, whatever it is, and getting like the, the, and I know I think I've talked about this on the show before too, but like, it's just so barely candy. It's like, they were like a plastic container shaped like fruit. Oh, and they would just fill yeah. with sugar, like flavored sugar. Yeah, yeah, kind of like pixie like sticks, pixie sticks, but, but in a, in a dish. Uh, and then the <laughs> yeah, but in the, uh, in the shape of the fruit, it's mimicking. Okay, yeah, I've never, uh, I never tried those. Yeah, uh, just pour it. Like just it was pour like a it pop in. To pour sugar we used to get pixie mouth. sticks yeah, for sure, we used to get the but jumbo yeah, pixie sticks. Oh man, yeah, I was never get allowed to get the jumbo. Scissors. That's what I would get at the movie theater. Oh, back in the day when they had kids matinees, and your parents would just. Drop, drop you, you off at the movie theater with yeah. some money with your siblings, and you would yeah. go in and watch. Yeah. Uh, and then I used to enjoy Atomic Fireballs. Oh. I was a big Atomic Fireball fan. Wow, yeah. I really liked it. I liked to suffer for my candy. I can see that. <laughs> yeah. Everything has to be like really Ooh, intense. So good. Yeah. Um, and of course, we used to remove all of our loose teeth with a bit of honeys. Uh, oh, yeah. You got. And sugar daddies. And I believe I have spoken of taking my sugar daddy and dipping it into my Coke. Mm, stir and it then up what happens and then, then eat it. But then does it it's do just extra anything? Sugar. No, it just puts an extra layer of Coca-Cola sweetness on, on top. top of your sugar daddy. Yeah. So uh, as an adult, my love of candy has sort of dissipated. Really? I, I, Guys, like over the last couple of years, sugar makes me feel like shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah and so my, my body's clearly just changed. Yeah. And uh, I also have like a lot of dental stuff, so I can't really eat a lot of chewy stuff yeah. anymore. Uh, which limits a lot of the candy, like Laffy Taffy and stuff. So like sucking yeah. on stuff's hard. Like I have like a general, uh, and if I go and eat chocolate, like a candy bar or something, uh, sometimes I'll just get a headache after it and not feel oh. the best. So like that's kind of limited the candy. Yeah. But I remember as a child just eating candy all the time and it oh, wasn't yeah. a big deal. Never felt bad. I, I, I'm yeah, totally I with you. Bad. Yeah, I'm totally with you on now I have to eat, like I eat much less. Yeah. Like if I'm going to have some, I, I know like I have to stop eating gummies before I want to stop. Right. Because I know I'll feel like <laughs> shit if I like eat the whole bag or whatever. But like, so I just want to yeah. clarify here that we were both on this, you and I yeah. are on the same page that children, candy does not make children feel bad. No. As per our memories. No. Right. No. Our scientific and, study of the of you and I yes. is kids can eat as much candy as possible <laughs> and they won't feel bad. They also, <laughs> there are actual scientific studies that show that candy and sugar do not cause hyperactivity in children. Oh, yeah. Which that's, I would just say let's is just say worth mentioning. Let, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like, it's it's terrible a, for them. No. I mean, it causes diabetes. Sure, and it's, their teeth. And it's like, awful. It's awful. It's obi- yeah, and but, d- but delicious. It's so good. Right. So, yeah. okay. And it's not making them act crazier than they would. Right, yeah. Let's yeah. put it I that mean, way. You're welcome to, like, give that, uh, label it 
as, as candy if sure. it helps you sleep at night. Sure. I label lots of things that yeah. may not be accurate. Yep. Especially that drooly and teething. He'll be teething till he's 15. All right. I just like to do that, guys. <laughs> I don't have, I my, my attention is focused on much bigger issues in terms mm-hmm. of parenting. So if I want to throw away some bullshit. Sure. <laughs> labeling on my kids, how I raise them occasionally. I will. Just do that. I'm going to do it. Great. Uh, no one's asking me to write for the Journal of Science. <laughs> Is that a thing? Okay. Uh, yet, the, guys. Any the minute, Journal the of journal Science. The Journal of All Science. Okay. <laughs> all right. Candy. I guess, uh, what do you think... Cla- like classifies as candy. Do you think there? And I ask this because, like, like what is candy mm, for yeah. you? I think there's obviously hard things that literally have the word candy in their name, right. like hard candy or candy bars or candy canes or I think bubble gum is candy. Is gum candy to you? I think gum is candy. I. I'm fine with that classification. We don't. We're not making an official think, list for the I wouldn't Journal write, of Science. I wouldn't like. I wouldn't. I wouldn't like contradict that. But I also wouldn't refer to gum as candy. Ah. I would just say like that's gum. Okay. Well, yes. No. No. But I mean, like in terms of, I guess, in terms of what we give does our count, kids, does, does it, it count, count as, as like, candy? For example, if Katie Bell's like, "Hey, I want some gum," I, it kind of falls into the same category as I'd like a candy bar mm. and I don't want her to have the candy bar and I so I also don't want her to have the gum I hear you but I we're not you. gum chewers I think it also so. depends on the type of gum because well, like sure. there's there's gum that is just sugar like hubba bubba and then there's like trident chew. right and there's trident which is what uh, if we have gum in our house that's approved. what we have yeah <laughs> dental approved gum yeah it's still Does. really bad for your teeth that makes it fine um, anyways <laughs> Yeah, no, I think it depends what kind of gum it is. Uh, but I know what you're saying. Like, yeah, like uh, Jesse and I went through a phase where we would call tons of stuff candy. Right. Like, we would well, go spicy. to Jamba Juice yeah. and get candy, yeah. which was a smoothie at Jamba Juice because <laughs> the Jamba Juice smoothies are filled with ice cream. Well, right. So right. we would just call it candy. Right. Even though, obviously, it's not candy. But, right. like, it was just fun to, like, to like point out how many of the things we were eating that were basically candy. They were ba- yeah, they're basically like a Because it had enough candy. sugar in it. Well, like, because granola candy. bars, I like to pretend are healthy. Right. But occasionally when I'm Depending passing on the, the third bar. one back, yeah. you know, during the day, I'm like, yeah. I'm just giving him candy bars. Yeah. Am I giving there's him an, candy bars? There's I'm enough, sure like, rice syrup in there or whatever. There's chocolate chips that, in this. Yeah. This is it's kind of candy. candy. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's trail mix. With M and M's in it, right? They're only and eating M and M's and craisins yeah, yeah, and chocolate covered something. The same thing yeah, as candy. Yeah, yeah. Right. So okay. So I guess the only point of that was, are we trying to fool ourselves? Right. And I think the answer currently is no. Do you and Jesse share the same opinions as parents on can? I guess yeah, on candy. And I guess this goes hand in hand with, do you guys have any like rules about candy or like? I think we're really close. Okay. We're probably like as close as you could be without being the same person okay. about it. <laughs> like he's a little bit more of like the healthy parent mm-hmm. as far as like what he thinks is good to give to the kids. Right. So like he gets annoyed when I buy like almost any kind of kid yogurt. Yeah. I, I'm like, it's fine. It's fucking yogurt. Yeah. It has sugar in it. Right. They're having one a day. It's yeah. not the end of the world. And he's like, this has as much sugar as a Coke. Like he's well, yeah, like, yeah. he would not do that if I was not around. Right. Like he wouldn't give that to them. And so he's a little <laughs> bit more right. like, yeah. you know, whereas yogurt like. Yogurt should be candy. Let's just all say Yogurt that. is fucking candy. Lots of yogurt. Even the adult 
Oh, like, yeah. Straight up. Oh, yeah. Still has more sugar than a bowl of Fruit Loops. Yes. Guys. Like, yes. because I started looking at that because yeah. I was like, why don't we have sugared cereal in the house? We're letting them have yogurt. <laughs> right. I want some sugared cereal in the right. house. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. I mean, it also has other good things sure. in it, you know? <laughs> well, Fruit Loops does not. But, right. Right. But I mean, we're just talking about like yeah. sugar content. Yeah. I think we're pretty close. I mean, like, our main thing, I would say, like, our main stuff is like we just don't keep it around yeah it's like a thing that comes up for special occasions and you get like a couple pieces right or whatever right do you know what i mean i yeah. think we're both pretty much like neither of us are going to be like no no sugar like right, no yeah. you can't like but we also aren't just gonna like make it available every day stefan and i uh, are not close we're close out of respect. Oh, okay? that's nice. Stephen, I like how you like, put it that way. Stefan definitely, like, candy for him growing up was, like, a special thing. Like, on a Saturday, they'd uh-huh. have goodies and, like, all this stuff. Uh-huh. And they'd get to, like, have their candy. And it was, like, you know, like, Swedish gummies and, like, all this stuff. And it was like, yeah. a very special sort of activity. And, of course, you could have the nice chocolate around a holiday right. or whatever. Yeah. Um we had candy, like, I don't remember there being a lot of limits on candy. Yeah. I, you know, like, we just, I mean, there was cake in our house 90% yeah. of the time. There was yeah. little Debbie's. There were, you know, candy. Like, we just, I you don't remember anybody who just could go in yeah. and have candy. I yeah. don't remember anybody being like, yeah. that's too much pixie stick you're eating. Right. I don't remember, wow, yeah. like, anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that they didn't. Right. But my memory is I don't have an issue with candy in terms of it being a special thing. Right. It was just a thing that was kind of always there. Right. As was a lot of stuff in my house that was not in Stefan's house. Right. So, like, um, we're both, we both agree on moderation. Mm -hmm. We both agree on, like, because now as an adult, watching the kids eat candy definitely feels weirder than when I was a kid. Eating candy how with does other it feel kids. Weird. Well, now it just seems like that's just so much candy. Like, how can they yeah. eat that much candy? Yeah. Like, could she really sit here and eat the entire pack of Starburst? Uh-huh. And the answer is yeah, and she'd be fine because Lord knows I have sat in my life and eaten an entire thing of Starburst, ate Laffy Taffy's in a row, like whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we used to come home from Halloween and just stay up until you couldn't and just eat any eat more all candy. Your candy. But yeah. now we're just like, yeah. Like so, yeah. We we have we don't. I guess does it give you guilt when you see her eat it, or you're just like like, amazed? I'm just amazed, and I feel like is that good? Should we be doing that? (laughs) So uh, I get Ellis definitely got introduced to candy a lot earlier than Katie Bell did. Second child, oh yeah, just you know that went out the window. Totally with you. Um, I feel like we. I guess we have candy like around, not a whole lot, but there's always like not always, but like it feels like. Here's the problem. Uh-huh. Everything in the world gets celebrated with candy. It feels like yes, like every it's holiday. so true, especially for kids. Yeah, everything's got candy yeah. with it now. Like I'm legitimately yeah. was saying to Teresa, I don't think President's Day has a candy, but I bet it if I went to Target, does. it does. Yeah. There's probably somebody there's selling a President's, President's Day candy, right? Like <laughs> so, there's so much candy, and then people give you so much of it yeah. that when you then come home, like. Like, people give out Christmas gifts, like, to your yeah. neighbors and stuff. Like, yeah. full mason jars. Like, the teachers gave me as a gift, because yeah. I help out in the room, a, like, giant mason jar just full of Hershey Kisses. And that's, wow. like, to me, that felt like a lot. Like, yeah, that was, like, a whole a bag. Lot. And I was just, like, yeah. it was very nice. And I get that people give out. And some people like candy a lot. But yeah. because we just don't eat that much candy, I was, like, 
what am I supposed to wow. do with all yeah. these? You're like, this is going to last through all of 2017. Yeah, like, we're just not going <laughs> to eat this much. Yeah. And, uh, because none of us enjoy it that much. Right, right, right. Right, yeah. like that's, I mean, yeah. like, you're not like looking down upon no, it. No, I'm it's like, just that it you're makes like, me sad that I can't do yeah. it. Like, because the, um, now, uh, if a box of super soft caramels came into the house, that'd be sure. a different story. I might sure. eat those all night. Yeah. But uh, holidays produce a lot of candy. And uh-huh. then we find ourselves in a house where we didn't go out and buy candy, but, but now there. there's a ton of candy yeah. because we're not letting the kids eat a whole jar of candy right. when they get it. We let them have some pieces and we say you can have some, yeah. you know, over the next couple of days. But even that's a lot of candy to it get is. through. Yeah. Uh, and so then you just, you suddenly are a house with candy. And what we do is I just send it to Stefan's office. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, we send bring it, stuff here. Send too. it to yeah. the office like that. Just like yeah. keep the candy moving. Yeah. So. I guess in terms of rules, yeah. we try to, like, have moderation. Like, there's no candy before, like... Right before dinner. Well, not right before dinner. Like, in the morning, the kids will be yeah, like, can yeah. I have candy? Yeah. And, like, I think Stefan would like them to wait all the way to lunch. But I'm a little like, eh, make it. can you make it till 10 o'clock? Can right. you make it till it's not, like, yeah. really morning? Yeah. Because, like... Candy at 8 a.m. feels odd. Yeah, yeah. Right? Even no, 9 feels a little weird. If we're going, yeah. like, on a vacation or a trip, and it's like a lollipop in the car, to, you know, like, yeah. sometimes it creeps in here and there. Yeah, but overall, yeah. the rule tries to be, let's try to make it past 10 o'clock yeah, before candy. Yeah. Um, and before dinner makes no real sense. Right. But, like, how far before dinner? So ours is, like, about an hour before yeah, dinner. Yeah, me too. About an hour. Yeah. Uh, this morning, I will just say, this morning, uh, Grace had had her breakfast, but she was still hungry. Yeah. And then we had like a few minutes before she had to leave. And I was like, well, do you want one of those? Like, it's like a Cliff Bar, yeah. Z Bar. Um, they're like chocolate, yeah. you know? And I was like, do you want one of those like chocolate oat bars, like things? And she's like, yes, a chocolate bar. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, Okay, and I went and like got, and I knew it was kind of like it's made. It has chocolate in it, but right. it's like it's also Again, got it's fiber like and protein. It's like an energy bar. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I, it's just something quick that she can have before she goes to school, and she's already had a real breakfast, right? You know? Right. And so I'm like, okay, and I go and I pull it out, and she's like, oh, I thought you meant like chocolate candy, like a candy, like a candy bar. Yeah. And I was like. You thought I was offering you a candy bar at 7.45 a.m.? Yeah, no. And she was kind of like, she kind of like heard me say that. Yeah. I was like, yeah, n- yeah, I did. I, yeah, I, I hear how that's weird. Well, well like, I will admit, though. The way, on my darker days, like uh-huh. when stuff is not around, yeah. I, I am a little bit like, I'm right, fine here, just fucking just get in the car. You've got to get to school. <laughs> You've had your breakfast. We've brushed our teeth. Here, just like have these Hershey kisses on the way to school. Get, I don't care. Just get in. What? So like, I'm not saying that my rules, that I like attain my rules. There's a lot of it. I think I do genuinely wrestle with every... Thinking about all my memories of eating candy uh-huh. and it not being a fucking big deal. I know. And how much am I displacing my adult inability to eat candy? Uh-huh. Uh, and my just general... And it's good that I have knowledge that candy is not necessarily great for kids. Yeah. But I, and I'm not, I mean, like a lot of times I'm like, well, I'm, she's not, they're not doing this every day. But right. if there's just a day where they're like, where they got Pez for Christmas. Oh, yeah. And 
Pez is like this. It's it is both delicious, but it just destroys the insides of their mouth. Yeah. Like Ellis is like my mouth hurts. Yeah, because like, it's cutting up the inside of your mouth. But it's also gone really it's fast. fast. That it's like, kid ate that. Yeah. Pez before I could fill up Katie Bell's. Exactly. Like it's gone. It's gone. And so yeah. for that kind of stuff, I'm a little like. We're going to eat it all today. Yeah. I want it out of my just house. Just eat it and there's, be done with yeah, it. Yeah, let's just yeah. eat it and yeah. be done. You we know, need to, like, like there's sort of, like, an attitude of, like, we need to all bring our A game and get through this candy. <laughs> because this is, like, their special holiday candy. And we are going to eat it. Okay. The more I think about this and, like, hear what you're saying, I, the more I'm, like, convinced this is another thing that is 100% about us. And I make all my decisions about it based on what is best for me. Yes. Like, yes. it's bribery. It's, yep. like, I will, like, front load. Like, I will, like, plan out. Yeah. I'm, like, okay, we have this candy. They want the candy. Yeah. They're asking for the candy. What do I need them to do? Yeah. I need them to clean up. So I'll say, like, okay. Yeah. We can, we can mm. have a piece of candy after we clean up. Or, like, we can have a piece of candy after we get your hair done. Or yep. we can have a piece of candy. Like, I, I organize. It's, like, it's all about, like, setting up yeah. the motivating stuff. Right. After the stuff that bribery. I need them to bribery. do. It's bribery. Yeah. Yes, you're yeah. right. Like, there's also the, like, do I want some candy in the house? Yeah. Maybe. Oh, maybe yeah. Maybe there's candy. It is. Oh, it's totally. all about us. Yeah. Uh, most of the time. Yeah. The other day, Grace asked me for a spoonful of sugar after oh! she took her medicine. Oh, did she? Yes. Because we had just we had just watched Mary Poppins like the week before, and oh, I had yeah. to like go back and explain like medicine didn't used to be as delicious as it is now. Like there's already a sugar, teaspoon yeah. of sugar in your medicine. My my mother to get rid of hiccups, uh-huh. you you swat you let a teaspoon of sugar oh dissolve in your mouth. So oh. you would take sugar, put it in your mouth, and you let it slowly sort of you suck on the sugar, and it slowly goes down. And I will admit, guys, it works. It got rid of my hiccups every single time. But as a parent oh now, God. again, like with the candy, it's definitely like Katie Bell's like, I've got hiccups. She was like, yeah. five. And I was like, here, you need a teaspoon of shh. And I'm like, about to say it. And Stefan's like this. <laughs> what? And I'm like, uh, I just want to brush her teeth with some sugar. Yeah. Like, I just was like, but <laughs> yeah. then I'm like, but this goes back to the candy because I'm like, a teaspoon of sugar, let it dissolve and yeah. coat your throat and I get rid of the hiccups. Is that like any different than the 25 cent grape? plastic container shaped like a thing of grapes filled no, with sugar or the pixie stick that I pour down my throat every Saturday at the movies. I know. It's not. No. But look, we all we're trying to do if we were to, <laughs> if we break this down for children, candy is delicious. For adults, it is a tool that we use <laughs> to manipulate those people in our lives that we love. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Lyft. Drive with Lyft. It's the ride-sharing app that lets you be your own boss, pick your own hours, and earn up to 1500 bucks a week driving your own car. You guys, Lyft is awesome. I use Lyft. I've met so many nice drivers. I've also met, like, plenty of moms, yeah. actually, <laughs> coincidentally, who drive for Lyft. You can sign up today at lyft.com slash badmother. That's L-Y-F-T dot com slash badmother. And right now, Lyft has a special offer for our listeners. You'll get a $500 new driver bonus after you complete 100 rides within 30 days. 
Go to lift.com slash badmother today so you can start making extra money and get your $500 new driver bonus. Limited time only and restrictions apply. That's lift.com slash badmother. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week as well as our failures and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. That whole thing where people you don't know try to touch your belly. <laughs> that that old thing. That whole thing. You know that thing, guys. <clears throat> so, we have a mail carrier who... <laughs> Is just like a little, he's just a little weird sometimes, like a little (laughs) moody or like a little bit inappropriate sometimes. And the other day he was delivering mail and I was receiving it from him in person and he went for it Ah. and I jumped back. Whoa. To avoid yeah. being physically touched by in the an man, unwanted yeah. way. By a, by a guy. Yeah. yeah. In a total, like, it was, but I was, my reflexes, yeah, guys, were, were amazing. Cat-like and maternal I reflexes. did it in this way that made it so that he kind of, like, it was like he was going for it. <laughs> and then I just, like, was so not there. I yeah. was so not close enough for yeah. him to do it that it was kind of, like, There wasn't, like, an obvious, ooh, something terrible happened. It was just, like, we kind of were able to play it off. Like, that did not really happen. Yeah. And he was just like, oh, so exciting. And I was like, "Eh, yeah, bye. (laughs) Um, But I was overjoyed that I had uh, prevented that from taking place. Thank you. So uh, I am working really hard at trying to get more exercise into my life. Good job. And uh, so when I have an opportunity uh, to leave the house to do it, I go walk around the Rose Bowl here in Pasadena, which is about three miles, and it's really lovely. And this weekend, I had a chance to do it. I also am really trying to find time to speak to my family, which I feel like I don't have a lot of time to do. And it's never occurred to me to just put on talking headphones. Oh, you mean not your immediate family, I mean my your parents. extended family. Yeah, okay. my parents. And so, <laughs> fuck my, sorry, fuck you're, my you immediate said to talk family. to your family. family. And I was like, I'm don't sorry. you see them every day nope. and live in the same house uh, as them? You would be surprised at okay. how little we sometimes talk. Okay. Like my mother and my father okay. in particular. Uh, so, I uh, I actually just put on the headphones where I could talk, and I cool. called them, and it like a not only did it make the walk go by really fast, uh, I got a chance to really just catch up, and it was nice, and I was like, oh, I could actually do this. That's I don't great. know why that's never occurred to me. Great multitasking. Yeah, it was very nice. I felt uh, good in two ways. Good job. <laughs> Hi, one bad mother. I'm calling with a genius. So this morning I. I realized I was walking around with a toy stuck to my foot. So I looked down to get it, and I thought, dear God, that's what the bottom of my feet look like? (laughs) Oh, my, this is horrible. And uh, I just kind of walked around with the notion that I don't have time to take care of my feet anymore. Then later on in the morning, I was giving my son, who is a toddler, and I realized 
I could sit on the toilet with my feet soaking in his bath water and then use my little scrubby thingy to scrub my feet. And so I did that. And he thought it was funny. Um, and I, but I did it. And then when I was done, I soaked them in a towel and then I rubbed them with coconut oil and my feet feel amazing. And the great part is I could do this, you know, multiple times a week because I have to bathe my son anyway. So, um, it was pretty great. And, um, if you think that it's gross to put your feet in some bath water, then you must not have a toddler because at least this situation did not involve poop. So um, you all are doing a great job, and thank you so much. And I'm just going to go walk around on my soft feet now. <laughs> Bye-bye. Oh, good job. I don't think so it's gross cool. because my bar is really low. I think this is like... Well, it's bath water. It's bath water. It's, yeah. yeah. Dirt it's, and stuff are coming off in there. Yeah. yeah, this is how like parents are like the MacGyvers of <clears throat> like self-care. This is like a very MacGyver self-care moment. Yeah. I'm going to like... I can't go get the thing that I need, Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to like hobble together this like way to meet this need for myself yeah oh totally uh, because there like comes a time as well when you're sitting in there while your kids using like taking the bath yeah that becomes really boring yeah i've like started really... using that is similarly for like removing eye makeup yeah. and like trimming my fingernails that's right. and like yeah. doing other stuff that i like often don't have time to do. to do that's yeah. right yeah so very good very job. nice good yeah. job failures fail 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 you suck. Fail me, Teresa. Okay. So, um, you know, we keep changes of clothes and undies at school for mm-hmm. Oscar. He's three. Um, and he still has accidents sometimes at school. And last week, he's he's been, like, really good and mostly dry. But then, like, last week, I got him a new water bottle that he really likes to drink <laughs> out of. So, like, he was, like, drinking all oh, this yeah. water at school. And he was, like, having more accidents than usual. Um, and I, I clearly like didn't do a good enough job of like investigating what was in his cubby because I saw that there were clothes there, but I guess it was like mostly t-shirts, which I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why I even have extra t-shirts at school. That almost is never necessary. But anyways, so his teachers like texted me like an hour before pickup that he had had a second accident that day and there were no more pants and there were no more undies. And I was like, do you guys have any loners? And they're like, they're all out. Like all the all the loners are out. And I was like, "Okay, I'm like an hour away. You know, I'll be there as soon as I can. Well, what ended up happening was one of the teachers happened to have her child's clothes with her and loaned Oscar, like, her kids' jammy pants and undies. And so he wore those home, and she was so nice Nice. about it, but I just felt so bad. Like, I was just like, wow, really? Really? So I'm going to, like, buy her some jammies for her kid or something, but I just was like, okay, like, come on. Like, the most basic thing. I know. Oh, well, you're horrible. Yeah. And I also... Messed up the most basic thing. Okay, let's hear it. Ellis uh, Ellis kind of rotates through what people would call lovies. They uh-huh. tend to be stuffed animals in our house. Uh-huh. Um, over the last couple of months, it has been uh, four, a set of four small animals. One is a little kitty, a little black and white kitty named Precious. One is Mr. Tumbles, who's been around like one of those round doll things. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a bunny, and then there is a, a little cat uh, called Periwinkle. So these are the four that he sleeps with at night and sit on the couch with him. And he'll take two of them to school. 
Uh, and then I guess Thursday of last week, uh, no, Friday of last week, he was also finding some other small animals that he wanted to take with his four mm-hmm. wherever we go. And I was like, we cannot take, like that morning I was like, you can only take like two with us out the door. Too many yeah. for us to keep up with. Yeah. We come home later and then we're going to go back to Katie Bell's school to help set up. They're having an elementary school dance that night. Mm-hmm. So I was going to go help them set up. Uh, it's my karma for the carnival. I want to make sure I help another project. Uh, so Ellis and I are going to go because I knew he could help. He wants to bring all six of these animals, the four loveys plus oh these God. two new ones. So okay. I'm like, okay, let's put them in a tote bag. You can have a tote bag. That's your special bag. Okay, great. So we go. Uh, we help set up. Ellis is so sweet helping set up. He's like moving stuff around. It's so great. We go home. Uh, go through the whole everything. Stefan comes home for dinner. So I'm going to be leaving Stefan and Ellis to take Katie Bell to the dance that night. And uh, Ellis is having none of it. He's like really upset. He's just screaming that, going that I'm leaving. Yeah. And he's hysterical. So it's one of those prying us apart kind of things. Yeah. It's really painful. I get to the school. I sit down to like ch- check people into the dance. And I get this text that says, where are Bunny and Precious? And I say, oh, they are in the tote bag. And it's probably by the door where we came in. Uh, or it's in my car because I took Stefan's car with uh-huh. me. Uh, and as I'm saying this, the woman whose event it is, mm-hmm. like, walks by. And she's overheard me. And she says, oh, all your stuffed animals are under the table. And I go, what? And she says, they're all under the stuffed table in there by the drinks. And I was like, What? <laughs> We had left them, mm-hmm. and she just put them under the table. And, mm-hmm. like, this is 100% my fault that we left these. Mm-hmm. But the panicked rage of the fact that my son, it is his bedtime. Yeah. He has none he has of his no lovies. Yeah. And he's already sad that I'm not there. I turned to this woman, and I was like, why didn't you text me? Like, she was like, I knew you'd be back. <laughs> I'm like, it's his, li- it's a two-year, you saw a three-year-old carrying this bag. Like, I just was like, oh, my, I, I was just, like, so astounded. For yeah. no reason yeah. that this woman would not have said, you left all, if I had found yeah. a bag of stuffed animals, uh-huh. I would have called somebody immediately, right? Uh-huh. Like, anyway, I was just like, so I text Stefan, I'm like, do you want me to come back? And he's like, uh, we probably, you probably will have to, let me see. Ellis wound up like totally braving it out and using one of Katie Bell's stuffed animals to uh-huh. go to sleep. But like. My heart felt so broken and I felt so sad that like, because he's such a sweet kid and he's trying so hard. And I just was like, I got home and I tucked them all around him after, you know, I was asleep. But I felt like really bad. I'm so sorry. I really felt like shit. Hey, I'm calling with a fail. I uh, just transferred over the laundry from the washer into the dryer (laughs) And the fail is not that I hadn't moved it to the dryer since yesterday morning. Oddly, that's not the fail. The fail is that I discovered that I washed in our washer our Braun Thermoscan. I don't even know if I'm allowed to say that because <laughs> it's a product. Um, in, in the wash, the thermometer <laughs> that has, like, batteries iconic item, the in-ear thermometer, I just put in the laundry, gave a little scrub down, and it doesn't work, obviously, because these things do not belong in the laundry. But I did it, and now I need to go buy a new thermometer. I have a toddler. I need a thermometer all the time. Okay, PSA, check your laundry, folks. You guys are doing a great job. Love the show. Bye. That's there's, funny. There should just be a category of things you've 
found later in your life. Oh, yeah. Clearly, I, I got rocks. All the time. Yeah. yeah. Rocks, oh, yeah. Rocks. A lot of rocks. <laughs> Stickers that then are like forever on your washer wall. Oh, yeah. Like money, like yeah. you know, change, Little small notes. toys, notes. Yeah. It's always weird, like when there's like diapers occasionally. Right. You know? Uh, <laughs> but they'll like, but then you do, there's like a, there's a day where you cross over to the big guns. Yeah. And in come the, your telephone, <laughs> right. uh, the remote control, <laughs> the light. Yeah. Well, you're doing a horrible job, yeah, that's especially terrible. at laundry. <laughs> <laughs> you are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem. One Bad Mother is supported in part by eSalon. eSalon offers professional-grade, completely personalized hair color created just for you and delivered right to your door. I've used eSalon. You just fill out a questionnaire, upload your photo, and your personal colorist will formulate your individually blended color. I had a lot of gray and some long-ass roots, and I used it. It was easy to use, and it matched my hair color pretty Your color looks on. really good. Yeah, yeah. I actually yeah. really worked. Yeah. Visit eSalon.com slash badmother now. New customers will receive 50% off their first order. That's just $10 for your personalized hair color. Get 50% off your first box at eSalon.com slash badmother now. That's eSalon.com slash badmother. Teresa. Yes. Let's call some parents. All right. This week, we are calling Matthew Amsterburton and Molly Weisenberg, who are the host of the comedy podcast about food, Spilled Milk. Matthew is the author of three books, including Pretty Good Number One, An American Family Eats Tokyo, and Hungry Monkey, A Food-Loving Father's Quest to Raise an Adventurous Eater. Molly's books include A Homemade Life, Story and Recipes from My Kitchen Table, as well as Delancey, A Man, A Woman, A Restaurant, A Marriage. <laughs> Welcome, Molly and Matthew. Thank you. I, I sorry, I don't mean to like openly laugh at the Delancey title of the because like I I used to work in oh, the Oh it's okay. I really when I was coming up with the subtitle for that book, I suggested it sort of in a half hearted, tongue in cheek way to my publisher and I couldn't believe they took it. Oh yeah. Oh, no I'm right there with you. It's well, it's just like I, my mind immediately goes to what that uh, was probably like. And a plan. A canal, Panama. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And my publisher came up with the subtitle for for my book, um, and I said, could we call it A Food-Loving Father's Futile Quest? I was going to say, thank God. That's what I want to... No. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that, because it can be very intimidating when you go out into the world and start picking up, like, food books when you want your kid to be an adventurous eater, because no one is going to sell you a book that just flat out tells you it may be impossible. But we'll get to that in a second. That's what my book says. (laughs) Good, good. So let's get to that in a second. But first, before we get started, we're going to ask you what we ask all our guests, which who lives in your house? Molly, let's start with you. So um, I live in my house with my daughter, June, who is four years old and um, a dog named Alice. Nice. Mm-hmm. What kind of dog? Oh yeah, Teresa's got to know the dog. <laughs> she is. She's. Uh, she was a rescue, and she is a, a a mutt of some kind. I think. I mean, she's really, really, really kind of the cutest mutt that's ever <laughs> lived. And I'm sorry if you get a lot of 
hate mail in reply to my making that statement. <laughs> who's, the, who's the better eater in your house, the four-year-old or the dog? Oh, uh, you know, I think they're neck and neck. A lot of the time they're eating the same thing. Right, right. <laughs> All right, uh, Matthew, how about you? So uh, in my house, there's me, um, my wife, Lori, um, our 13-year-old daughter, Iris, and a cat named Mimi. So uh, I'm a cat person, and Molly is a dog person, and so I'm always sending Molly, uh, texting Molly pictures of my cat, and she's like, I do not care about this. <laughs> look, look, here's a picture of my cat trying an amuse-bouche. Right? <laughs> Cats are so much. That's so funny. Um, all right, well, let's, 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 let's get into this, Sam. Uh, we, Teresa and I both have pretty young kids. Uh, you know, uh, my oldest is seven. Uh, my youngest is three. Uh, Grace is six, five, five now, still yeah. five, and Oscar is three. three. Um, and uh, so food, eating, all of that can either be... Very touch and go. Very, tu- very touch and go, yes. <laughs> so uh, let's talk a little bit about how important food was in your house growing up. Were your parents adventurous eaters, or was it a set menu, the, the same each week, which always makes me think of this song that I sing with Ellis, which is Monday pot roast, Tuesday roast beef, all my hungry children, come and eat it up today. All right, I'll stop. Um, but, but I do wow. want to say, I comment on this because... Stefan and I, my husband and I, were very big into cooking, and we, before we had kids, and like seven years in, my life has definitely become, it's, Monday is spaghetti, Tuesday, there's some sort of crockpot thing, Wednesday, it's probably some form of spaghetti again, so, (laughs) you know, the adventure is gone, but I also didn't come from an adventurous eating household, my household growing up was it's pie roast, it's spaghetti, it, you know? Like, so what was y'all's childhood uh, eating lifestyles uh, like? And uh, Matthew, you want to go first? Sure. So my parents were pretty adventurous eaters and definitely tried to instill that in uh, their three children, three boys. Uh, it uh, did not work for the most part. <laughs> I was a brutally picky eater from age, like, I don't know, three to ten Basically, I would, I could, I could still eat a vegetable, but like if it wasn't pizza or a burger, I was like, what is this? Um, I could go for some Chinese food, but you know, it was, it was intensely frustrating for my mother, especially because, you know, she liked to cook and liked to cook interesting food. And I did not want to eat interesting food for a very long time. Yeah. So uh, maybe the focus of this is going to wind up being, uh, it is really hard <laughs> and disappointing yeah, yeah. and disappointing. Well, yeah, it, it's, I mean, the, I think it, it's, what we're going to say, I think, is it's really hard, but you have to kind of get over that and just say, well, that's the way it is until it isn't. Yeah, yeah, no, I think, yeah, that'll probably definitely be what we take away. But Molly, what about you? Well, I grew up in uh, in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, which um, is, is not a place to live, at least it wasn't uh, 20 years ago, if you were adventurous about food. We did not have a a ton of options. However, my parents were really into food, and they had previously lived other places. So they were both very enthusiastic home cooks. I can't say that they did a lot of, um, you know, that they did a lot of really adventurous cooking. Like, I I don't remember ever having Indian food at home or anything like that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I mean, that would have been adventurous, very adventurous for Oklahoma then. Right. But my dad, um, my dad was kind of the nightly cook. And I remember having a lot of like 
roasted chicken, hamburgers, meatloaf, but it was all, I don't know, my parents were really geeky about how they made all of these things. And, um, and uh, we always sat down and ate dinner together, and I think I was pretty picky for a while. I hated mushrooms and bananas, and I would only <laughs> eat the parts of salad. <laughs> right. But the one thing I will say is that my parents definitely were those parents who made me take a no thank you helping of mm. things. Um, even if I didn't want to eat it, I had to have a no thank you helping. And they also made me drink a glass of 2% milk every night with dinner. Wow. Your book, um, A Homemade Life, you wound up, you, you said you were starting out just to do a recipe book, but it, it wasn't that. It, like it, I mean, there are recipes in there that it is a recipe book, but it really was a reflection on what it was like uh, in your house growing up and how food related to uh, y'all's relationships a little bit. Is that? Yeah. And I think for sure, also for my parents, um, you know, I think too that, that food was a way that they sort of played together in their mm-hmm. relationship. That sounds overly romantic. I mean, well, uh, I mean, food was something that they had in common. Yeah. And I think that more than anything, I don't know if they would have articulated it this way, but what I took away from it was the idea that food was a way of spending time with the people you care about. Oh, that's very nice. That's very nice. That takes, yeah, I, I think I would like to hope that one day. I could have that mantra in my head as opposed to the mantra I have most nights these days, which is like, just eat something. Just, oh, yeah. I, what am I? A target or short order? Because it's not a restaurant. You don't get to pick. Um, <laughs> you don't present your kids with a menu every night that they can order off I, of? Well, to be perfectly honest, I do now because I'm over it. I'm like, you want, I know all you want is fish sticks. So do you want fish sticks or cheese? Great. You. Spaghetti or, like, what I'm eating? Which one? Which one? Um, all right. So you guys, obviously, food lovers, uh, dare I say foodies. Uh, you love food. You talk about food. You write about food. What did you think about feeding kids before you had kids? And then how did that evolve as these small people came into your lives? So, you know, actually, my my... My perspective comes a lot from Matthew because Matthew is a, is almost a decade ahead of me in the parenting game. That's true. And um, and Matthew wrote this little book called Hungry Monkey, yeah. which you mentioned earlier. And I uh, got to read, gosh, I got to read that book sort of all the way through the process of it being written. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, like, I feel like by the time my daughter was born, I had sort of, so the way that Matthew's family, as I understood it, approached eating with and and feeding their young child was this idea that, like, basically their job as grownups was to make a tasty meal that was hopefully at least somewhat decently good for you and put it on the table, and that was as far as their job went. From then on, um, they were not going to comment on how much or how little their child ate. Um, That Matthew's approach was food is an opportunity for us to have fun together and spend time together, and I don't want it to be about punishment or reward. And so this was kind of revolutionary to me because I grew up in this household where, like I was saying, I had to have a quote-unquote no thank you helping, even if things that I didn't like or was scared to try. Right. And I had to drink milk every night at dinner, which I hated. (laughs) And so it seemed 
crazy to me, and I, you know, I witnessed this too before I had my daughter and for eating dinner with Matthew's family and being like, oh my God, Iris just ate like a little bit of white rice and that's all she had for dinner and she's asked to be excused and they're just letting her be excused. And they're still letting her have a cookie for dessert. This is crazy. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like it's breaking a code. That sounds like some massive like is this this code has been broken with that. Yeah. Well, I have to say though, I have so I went into feeding my daughter, sort of resolving to do the same thing, to never talk about like whether to to never try to sell her on food hmm. to you know if anything just share my enthusiasm for it but to show absolutely no response good or bad whether she ate or didn't eat and to just try to make a decent meal for us that I thought was tasty and that I thought she might eat at least part of and put it on the table and how much she chooses to eat and what parts of it she chooses to eat that's her decision and She's now four and a half, and, you know, the truth is she's a really good eater. I don't think that really has anything to do with me, frankly. I think that <laughs> I think, I think kids are going to be what they are. Yeah. But, um, but I have to say I enjoy eating with her so much, in part because I refuse to make a big deal out of it. Well, that takes a lot of pressure off, which I know is what I personally wrestle with a lot and have gotten to this place of, you know what, I, there, here's food that, you know, is that we know you'll eat. Maybe you'll eat it. Maybe you won't. But I'm not going to yell anymore at the table because I, yeah. I would get into these power struggles, especially with my three-year-old, uh, because he wasn't like my older daughter in terms of, you know, you have to try at least one thing on your plate, which she always did. And it wasn't that big a deal. Right. But. Uh, so it was really shocking to me when my second child was a completely different person and was like, you know, at, would have none of it, right? And like that would be uh, that was really stressful. And 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 it it is sort of freeing when you take that approach, Matthew. Did you come to that? You've you've clearly set the path for Molly, which was very helpful. Did that really? come that easily for you and your wife when you guys first had kids or was this something that evolved after after tr- after other approaches yeah well i like how first molly made me sound like the best parent ever and well, then yes. said oh and he, and he let his kid eat one grain of rice and a cookie for dinner um I think before we had uh, our daughter, Iris, I I had this idea that that I, as a parent, would have a lot of control over which things she liked and Mm. which things she didn't like, whether (laughs) she was a picky eater or not. And of course, you know, as parents, like, you know, you you learn like on day day one or two, like, oh, no, I have no control over this thing. But but it amazes me that like, um, uh, it's hard. It's really incredibly frustrating to like come to the table with your kid and like, you know, be like, I, I made this food and I want to share it with you, uh, you know, fruit of my loins, like I'm so proud of this, and have them be like, you know, no, I'm not touching this garbage. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you have to really act your way into believing you don't care. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I agree. Because the minute that they sense either that you're too, that you're really excited about it, or <laughs> it's good for them, God forbid, uh, I never tell my daughter when something is quote unquote good for her. We just talk about food in terms of like, food that feeds our bodies and gives us good energy to, yeah. to burn off when we play, or food that's just fun to eat. Those are our two categories of food. Oh. So, so I never talk with her about food being good or food being bad, because who wants to eat something that's good for you? <laughs> Don't tell your kids it's good for them. 
Well, also, you don't want to associate the word bad with food either. I feel like also associating bad with something uh, also has downsides to that. You know what I mean? Like, if we're trying to raise our kids to just have a, a healthy sense of of food in general, yeah. Uh, yeah. it seems like labeling I mean, I, it would be detrimental. But it's so easy to do. I mean, that's the thing is we all got raised a certain way, whatever it was like in our house. It's really hard to, like, you. even if you haven't thought about it in years, the moment yeah. you and your kids sit down at the table, all this stuff that you, as a single adult, was like, I'll never clean my plate and I'll have that chicken plain, please. And like, whatever you wanted to do, it all comes flooding back and, and it, like, instinctually. And, and yeah. I think that's really hard to, to sort of step back from, especially when you're already sitting at the table. Oh, yeah, no, like, sitting at the table is, like, a prime spot for, like, you to say, like, oh, shit, like, my mother's words are coming out of my mouth. How did that happen? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, Matthew, uh, you traveled. Let's just, like, take this up a notch. Like, you guys are very zen about how you've approached feeding your children. Uh, But you also traveled with your daughter, Iris, a lot and exposed her to a lot of exotic food. What? I guess, what was that experience like? I know you wrote about it in your other book, but I'm wondering, what was that like? And did do you think that shaped how she eats now at all, or is it just a crapshoot? Yes, yes and no. So um, I first took Iris uh, to Japan, just the two of us, when she was six, which in retrospect seems like a crazy thing to do. <laughs> Um, and she was, she was not a very adventurous eater at the time. And I, I guess I like felt like, okay, there will probably always be rice available. And there was, and sometimes that's what she ate for a meal. Um, and, uh, it was, it was weird because at that time, like she, you know, food was something that, uh, that we like to have fun with together, even like beyond like what she was interested in eating. She, she had like an appreciation for food that was much broader broader than her appreciation for the things she actually wanted to eat. Mm. So, you know, we would we would like see a display of plastic food outside a restaurant in Japan and she and she would be like, "Oh, like, you know, that uh, there's that curry rice and there's the pork cutlet." And I'm like, "Do you want to eat that?" No. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I point at it and recognize it. Um, and so, you know, I think there there are ways you can like bond with your kid over food, even when they're going through a really picky phase. Um, and, you know, whether it's, whether it's influenced how she eats now, she really likes Japanese food a lot now, and I'm sure that is related to the fact that we've spent a bunch of time in Japan together. But, you know, there are still things that she's really picky about. She, there, I can't name a green vegetable that she actively likes. She'll tolerate some of them. Katie Bell has become a much better, like, in terms of eating stuff she wouldn't have eaten a year ago. So I have faith that this is just an evolution thing that kids do. But I also hate the idea I could possibly be setting them up to not be a trier, you know, which I think is what motivates me to be like, try at least one bite. Or, you know, if you ever want to be an ambassador, you're going to have to smile through eating some shit you don't want to eat, you know, Um, which is completely goes right over a seven-year-old's head. What's an ambassador? Uh, But it's also like food is also tied to like just manners and politeness. And it's like one thing that we do at the house, uh, but it's entirely different when we go to somebody's house and, uh, yeah, so I, I, I don't know. Do you have, do you guys have any thoughts on that? No, it's, it's super embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
You know, like I, I think a, a lot of this has has more to do with manners than with like health and nutrition. I think, like, yeah, that that is a really embarrassing situation for for you as a parent. And yeah. I think that's something that's almost easier when you travel to a lot of other countries because in a lot of countries they they don't have this expectation that kids need to behave like miniature adults. Mm. Um, kids kids in Japan can get get away with a whole lot, and I know that's true in many other countries also. <laughs> Well, so let's now talk about you guys as adults, uh, people without uh, children, per se, uh, and talk a little bit about your podcast, Spilled Milk. Uh, tell us a little bit about it. I know it's a it's a comedy podcast about food, but it's so much more. So what do you guys uh, talk about each week? Oh, my gosh. Well, uh, we have, <laughs> gosh, we have done, what, almost 300 episodes at yeah. this point, and um each week we take a food, like a food item or a dish that we're going to talk about, like let's say a f- French fries or fennel or sparkling water, sparkling water, <laughs> and we we kind of make uh, like a, a brief kind of outline of points we want to be sure to hit. <laughs> However, I would say easily fifty percent of the time we totally go rogue and wind up like we did a, an episode. That was supposed to be on ham and cheese sandwiches, and instead we wound up talking about all of my high school crushes and, like, where they were now and, like, a band that they were in. And one of them actually contacted us afterwards. No way. It was amazing. We did a caramel corn episode that was actually all about making out. Like memories of makeout sessions past. I'm still stuck on this idea that all of Molly's crushes started a band together <laughs> and are, are in a band together. <laughs> that would have been amazing. That's not actually how it works. <laughs> but a couple of my crushes were in a band together. I so badly now want to see a band involving, like, all of my grade school and high school projects. Yeah. <laughs> well, that would be the hottest band. I would buy that album. So it sounds like uh, not only do you start talking about food, but possibly how food sort of uh, plays into our lives and our memories and uh, the experiences we have. We were talking earlier today about uh, candy. That was our topic of the day, just candy in general. Mm-hmm. And I was explaining to Teresa that I used to take my sugar daddies and dip them in my Coca-Colas. And uh, she was like, what benefit does that give the sugar daddy? And I was like, well, it's just like an extra coating of like caramel flavor. But like for me, really, that just makes me think of every Little League game that I was at ever in my life. You'd go to the counter, you'd get a Coke with a lot of crushed ice. More crushed ice it was the South. You never had to say more crushed ice. It was just packed. And a sugar daddy to, you know, to dip your sugar. You got the Coke to dip your sugar daddy in. Or a suicide which would be a drink that took all the sodas from the fountain uh, and mixed them together, and you dip your sugar daddy in it. You know, all those things are... uh, I just keep picturing you dipping like a very wealthy man. Oh, my sugar daddy. (laughs) My sugar daddy. Hey, That's what he's into. That's that's what you got to do. If if that gets me a new car, then dip my sugar daddy (laughs) in it. That's fine. Uh, So, guys, you guys are actually going to be having a live show coming up. It's in Seattle, right? Uh, On the 10th of this month, February 10th. Is that correct? Yep. Where can they go get tickets? Uh, so you can find the link on our website, which is spilledmilkpodcast.com. Excellent. We'll make sure that that is available to everybody in the show notes this week, uh, as well as where they can get a hold of these books, because uh, I think what's nice about uh, all the books you guys have written is not only is there, uh, with Matthew, with your books, just this sort of reality of 
of feeding your kids. <laughs> because, I, there, like I said at the beginning, I think there's an intimidation when you go as a parent out trying to find resources. The editors aren't going to let you put, I want to raise an adventurous eater, but it's almost impossible on your cover. So um, it's nice to like actually be reassured through that. And again, Molly, in particular with Delancey, the idea of like, a marriage surviving, putting together a restaurant where you guys are both working the relentless hours that owning a restaurant and running a yeah. restaurant requires, I think uh. is a fascinating uh, read. Uh, you know, like the, it's a lot, uh, as well as just the book, uh, sort of remembering how food and, and your family uh, inter, intermingled in your, in your other book, A Homemade Life. So we're going to link everybody up to that. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. All right, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. send a message. Pick up the I'm Allegra Ringo. And I'm Renee Colbert. And we host a podcast called Can I Pet Your Dog? Renee, can I tell you about a dog I met this week? I wish that you would. In turn, though, can I tell you about a dog hero? May I tell you about a dog breed in a segment I like to call Mutt Minute? (laughs) I would love that. Could we maybe talk about some dog tech? Could we have some cool guests on, like Lin-Manuel Miranda, Nicole Byer, and Ann Wheaton? I mean... Yeah, absolutely. I'm in. You're on board. What do you say we uh, we do all of this and put it into a podcast? Yeah, okay. You think? <laughs> all right. Uh, should we call it like I don't know? Can I pet your dog? Sure. All right. Uh, what do you What do you say we put it on every Tuesday on Maximum Fun or on iTunes? Sounds What's good the- to me. <laughs> Meeting's over. My name is Patrick. My name is Ariel. My name is Joe Coglin. The first time I uh, went to MaxFunCon, I didn't know anyone. I was really uh, nervous about that. Everyone said not to worry about going alone, that I'd make friends right away, that I'd have an amazing time. It turns out everyone was right. I instantly had 200 new friends. I've made lifelong friends at MaxFunCon that I'm going to keep in touch with for the rest of my life. If you aren't sure if you belong at MaxFunCon, you belong. Don't be like me. Don't waste two years being too nervous. Just go already. Join Ariel, Patrick, and Joe at MaxFunCon. Tickets for MaxFunCon and MaxFunCon East are on sale now at MaxFunCon.com. All I want to do is go eat right now. Mm. Like a lot of Japanese food. Oh, yeah. That sounds good. <laughs> Just so, that has made me hungry. That was so nice because... I know Stefan and I feel that pressure yeah. of uh, of wanting we like of connecting manners with making sure oh, you yeah. eat all the stuff on your plate, yeah. as well as somehow developing a palate comes from having to try everything. And like especially at this age, the power struggles around mm-hmm. food are so real. I, I feel like there's like multiple levels, yeah. of like stuff that gets thrown at you with kids. Yeah, where like even. Under the best of circumstances, we're still coming up with new possible scenarios to be crushed and rejected right. <laughs> at the dinner table. Like, And that's why it's so important to sit down with your family every night at dinner. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Well, what's also as important is to sit down every night and listen to a mom have a breakdown. Hi, One Dead Mother. I'm calling with a rant. Do you ever want out of your life? I love my kids. I love my husband. I love my life, but it's been a month, a month of illness, a month of snotty noses with snot so thick that my kids puke, and now it's gone to the GI bug. 
and one of my kids is then throwing up everywhere all day today. The other one is a year and a half, and she doesn't get what's going on. And so trying to balance between the two of them, not getting the one-and-a-half-year-old sick um, because she's supposed to have ear tubes, try to get them placed for the second time in the next week. Um, we rejected the first time again because of illness. We missed Christmas. We missed New Year's. We've missed tubes all because of fucking illness. Um, so thank you for being a place to rant. I love your show. Um, and thank you for being a place where I can say, do you one out of your life without being judged? Um, hope all of you are staying well. Thanks. Bye. Uh, I know. This is like, it's, this is again, so special to this time of year. It is. Sometimes. Yes. And it's, and this is like on top of, again, holidays and uh, weather related uh, disruptions and then you just have sickness that never seems to end and it is so exhausting vomit is just an unholy it's the worst horror yeah you know because it's not like you can like predict where it's going to go you can ask your kid to do it in the bucket or a pan or whatever whenever you want to but it's going on the couch or the carpet or the bed or the like what you know like it is and it's making the kid miserable. Yeah. And you don't ever really know when it's over. Yeah. Like, you can, like, think that it's over sometimes, but then it's still there the next day. Yeah. Like, and then you're just, your time becomes, you're constantly cleaning. Yeah. You're constantly stripping stuff and washing it again. Uh, you're constantly, you have to go in and out of the store all the time to get the right stuff to, like, help your kids feel better. And, like, it is. And you can't go anywhere. You can't go anywhere. Yeah. It's so much. It is. And you are really doing a remarkable, remarkable job. Yes, you're amazing. Teresa, what did we learn this week? We learned candy is a thing, and it's there. And uh, if you like it, lucky for you, you've got kids. It's coming in your life all the time. (laughs) If it doesn't make you feel very good, eh, don't displace it on your kids, because they fucking love candy. (laughs) What we really learned is that the benefits of candy is uh, that we can use it as a way to manipulate and control our children. So hooray for candy! (laughs) We also learn that food should not be something that we use to manipulate our kids. Uh, And that uh, thank you to Molly and Matthew for coming on and uh, reminding us that even people who really love food have kids that don't. Yep. (laughs) And for giving us some ideas on how to not make feeding our kids become one of the things that's really hard for us to do every day that becomes the struggle um and and that they're all gonna they're gonna wind up being okay yeah they they really will right everybody you're doing a really good job you guys are it is it's a lot under the best of circumstances and you never know if it's gonna be a day with good or bad circumstances so right. i I just You're really doing a good job. Be kind to yourself, be kind to your kids, and be kind to each other. Teresa, you are doing a really good job. Thanks, Biz. So are you. Thank you. And we are going to talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right.
We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, fussing by, not throw down Mama Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.